She Said, He Said is sponsored by Times Media Company and Lee Enterprises. Our show is recorded each week at Creative Space Place Studios in Hobart, Indiana. You're listening to She Said, He Said with Karen and Jerry Davidge, a potpourri of everything that has to do with relationships and the baggage that comes with it, because there's a lot to unpack. On future shows, we will explore all kinds of topics such as flirting 101. What constitutes just playful flirting or something that's, you know, you're, you're pushing the edge? And how do people navigate through that? What about marrying young versus marrying older? Well, we know both, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we've done that. Finding love after divorce. Yeah, after heartbreak. Oh, yeah. And after a certain age. It can be done. We're going to explore all those issues. It Absolutely. can be done. Yes. Yes, it can. Do opposites really, truly attract? Do they really? I... I've always been skeptical about that. How about living independently versus codependent? How about you and I just being codependent and us rationalizing it's okay and we're in love? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay by me. Stepchildren and Ooh. the complexities that come with that. Yeah, it, when kids aren't yours biologically, it, it makes things difficult. It just does. Karen's been through it. I've been through it. Mm-hmm. I have two stepchildren, which are her biological. She has two stepchildren, which are my biological. They're like step adults, though. There are step adults. <laughs> yes, they are step adults. But <laughs> yeah. it's a complex subject and we're going to talk it really about is. it. How about in sickness and in health? Yeah, it's a sweet wedding vow, doesn't it? But does it really play out? I see some couples, uh, someone gets cancer, someone has a problem, a health ailment. Next thing you know, it unravels the whole relationship. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that as mm-hmm. well. How about can couples stay together after adultery? Can they? And after cheating? I, I don't know. I know couples who do that. Stay tuned for all these topics and more. Yep. Coming soon. As she said, soon. he said. Karen and Jerry. On today's show, we talk with Matt and Carrie Ann Velukas, who share their amusing backstory, how they first met and later fell in love. Like most couples, they remember it well. Unlike most couples, Matt and Carrie Ann met at a college party on New Year's Eve 1995 when he was a douche, his word, (laughs) not mine, and she didn't talk to him again for nine years until another New Year's Eve party when he was not as douchey, his word word. again. Matt and Carrie Ann, welcome to She Said, He Said. So you you made a post on New Year's Eve about how you you met and it was a very interesting story you had one version you had another version so let's put the two versions together and who's going to start i will start please Um, so i was a senior in high school 17 and i had a new best friend who had just transferred to our school that year and she really wanted to see her old friends from bishop noel for new year's eve so she begged me to drive to a party and i said sure because i didn't have anything to do And I had just broken up with my boyfriend, so I was heartbroken. I'm like, yeah, I'll just do something else. And drive her to this party, and within five minutes of being in the door, she disappeared. Oh. That's a party. Yeah, cool. Disappeared, and I'm just stuck in a room with a bunch of people I didn't know, and I was like a shiny penny. And 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 this was one of the people who liked the shiny penny <laughs> very much. And at midnight, um, he said, I've been wanting to do this all night. And he grabbed my face and kissed me. And as a 17-year-old, that had never happened to me before. I was like, oh, my gosh, a cute guy just kissed me for no reason. It's a movie. It was a movie moment yeah. for my yeah. brain. Yeah. yeah. So when he wanted to go for a walk and it was cold and we went in my car, it was like all these like little romantic carts all over me. And then I realized, nope, 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 <laughs> red flags flying all over the place this guy wants way more than it's like paradise by the dashboard lights huh? yes yes and i didn't want him to love me forever we just met so. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but that was my memory of it and after two hours of making out in a car we went back into the party and he grabs me around the waist whispers in my ear by the way nothing happened and walked <gasps> over to this other girl and put his arm around her and i just stood there frozen like oh my god he has a girlfriend. 
Which he didn't, but he did. But, so I, at that point, I, I'm 19 years old. Um, I was with this. Douche. See? Douche. Wow. It was a total. Can we, can we say douche? Is that allowed? Is it, he uh, said it in the intro. All right, so. cool. <laughs> I was doing a lot of theater at the time. Um, we had just done Godspell at uh, Genesius Guild that past summer, and a lot of the people that were in the play, we were all hanging out. We had nothing to do. So New Year's Eve, um, a friend of mine threw a party in her basement. And uh, there was an on-again, off-again girl that I was with. Carrie Ann shows up at this party, and this adorable redhead, she had the best smile. And when, when she smiles, like her cheeks just kind of like puff up, and it's just Aww. adorable. And her eyes kind of squint just a little bit. And to see her across the room, I was just very smitten to her, and I was drawn to her. And um, You had a better pickup line than Marty. And I don't even remember going up to Carrie Ann or saying anything, but I do remember talking to her and flirting with her. And at midnight, I kissed her. And I asked if she wanted to go for a walk, hoping that we could find someplace secluded and make out and see where things went. I didn't know that, you know, she was 17, a senior in high school, two years younger than I. I didn't really have all that information. I just knew there was this really hot girl at a college party. Details, yeah, it was pesky details. Pesky details. Age, whatever. Oh, whatever. It's fine. She's consensual. She's here. She's hanging She's out. She's consensual. Yeah, it's, it's, it's love. <laughs> it's love. She wasn't so, that consensual. No. <laughs> but so we, we make it out to her car. And I remember at the time she was driving a Saab. Um, I didn't know that she'd just broken up with her boyfriend. But at the end of two hours, I hadn't gotten anywhere. And... Uh, Two hours. Two hours. That's we a lot of effort. That's what I was, was going to say. And a lot of defensive but, efforts but, on but it, it really was. Like, but it wasn't yeah. like I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't like I was pushing you to do anything you didn't want to do. We were making out when we were having fun. There was just a certain area you weren't going to go past, and I kept pushing yes. it, but I wasn't. it wasn't like... It wasn't like I should get out of here because he's a rapey ass dude or anything like that. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was high school making out. You know, it was just and And you drew a line in the sand. And I drew a line, and he tried twice to get past the line, and I said no, and then it stopped. Two hours later, we walked back into the party, and the on again, off again girl was there. And because I didn't get anywhere with Carrie Ann, I'm like, well, I'm gonna try and get somewhere with that one. Sure thing there. And I went and I, I leaned to Carrie, and I said nothing happened, and I walked away and ignored Carrie for the rest of the night. Now. In, in a nice turn of fate, I didn't get anywhere with the on again, off again either because, you know. They fought again. We fought again. <laughs> it was off again. and that, But that's fine. I didn't deserve it. Like, looking back, I didn't yeah. deserve any yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly. But, but that is, that's how we met. As but, a 19-year-old kid, my mentality, I'm, you know, I'm going to be 47 on Monday. A very different mentality now than I was at 19. But that's who I was. Sure. Um, and, I appreciate that, Matt. Yeah. Because a lot of us don't say that. I went away to college uh, in Illinois. Your I life resumed? You didn't my life, math? I, I, he was the jerk that from here. We, 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 we crossed paths for about three months after that. For the oh, really? High school yeah. Career. Just uh, my friend had dragged oh. me to another party, and I found out he was going to be there, and I left. <laughs> like, little things Rightly like that. Rightly so. So, but... So when I was in college, um, I was a theater major, and during my senior year, I had a set collapse out from under me. And I got such horrible head trauma that I lost my short-term memory. So I forgot most of high school, most of junior high, like all those little things. But he stayed. Oh, He was locked in my long-term memory for some reason because I think of the pain of, you know, this big high, you know, moment of, oh, it's like a movie to, oh, my God, I hate this guy. Yeah. So when I moved back to Indiana in my 20s, I I was 23, 20, no, I was like 26, I think, 26. And um, I was in a show and my friends were like, oh, yeah, we all went to Bishop Knoll. I'm like, oh, yeah, I had a friend who went to Bishop Knoll. Her name was Nikki. She transferred to Crown Point, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know her. And I'm like, yeah, she took me to this party one oh time. And I met this horrible guy named Matt Velukas. And oh this one girl God. looks at me and she goes, I know Matt Velukas. <laughs> and I, 
I kind of stood there for a second. I'm like, oh, I I hate him. <laughs> and <laughs> he's goes, a jerk. And she's like, I think he's coming to see the show. And I'm like, you are not to tell him that you know me, that I've ever met him. And immediately is like, who's the redhead? Who's the redhead? And my friend Jen is like, I'm not telling you. Yeah, so so I go to see this. Uh, a lot of the same friends that were in Godspell with me in 95, mm-hmm. we, we all still do theater together. It's, and yeah, it's 2004. This is 2004. So nine years later, and I go and see all of my friends in the show. And really cute redhead is on stage. And I'm smitten again with this redhead. Don't realize it's her, though. Wait. I don't. I don't. Nine years have passed. Didn't I didn't know it was you again. Didn't, I didn't know who I was. I just knew there was this beautiful I knew redhead who he was. in the show. You knew, you knew instantly when you instantly. saw him. That was mad. I knew he was coming. They told me what night he Did was he coming. Did he look the same, Carrie uh, Pretty essentially? much. Okay. Uh, essentially. He was... A little fatter. <laughs> He didn't have all the beard. He had a lot of hair. The first time, long hair, beard, all of that. He didn't have any of that. So, um, but it was really funny because that we went out after the show. The whole cast goes out, and he sits next to me, and I'm just like, "Who did this to me?" Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we go out to what was the Bennigans on 41 in Cherville. Oh boy. And my friends are laughing because he had set it up so he was next to me. And I do because I'm sitting and I'm talking to her and I'm flirting with her and I'm like, so what about this? What about that? And she was conversational, but she was very standoffish. Of course. And like, okay, I don't know her and uh, I don't think much of it beyond I hope I get to see her again. Um, The following weekend, my band was playing in Cherville and the entire show decided to come out and check out the band after. So on a set break, she was standing in the back. And I'm very surprised you came, to be perfectly honest, knowing everything I know now. Um, she that, was intrigued. Yeah, during well, the set the break, I go over and I say hi to the cast. And I go over and I, again, I'm talking with Carrie Ann. And she finally looks at me. She's like, you have no idea who I am, do you? And the way she said it. And he goes, well, I know you were friends with Nikki Parker. And then, and then it was I, like a wall boom, hit him in the face. Really? And I was like, wait. Did you drive a Saab? <laughs> that's, that's the girl yeah. with the Saab. Did you have a dusty dashboard? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and his like, head yeah. just went. And he goes, I was such a butthole. Such an a-hole uh. to you. And she's like, yeah, you were. And I'm like, I am so sorry. And found out she was dating a guy. Um, but she had moved back to Indiana. She was yeah. living in Highland right behind the visitor center. Um, I was living in Whiting at the time. And I don't even remember how we became from there to become friends. I think we just started, like, I showed up in a play. You you went to go see Bridget with Sam, and I ended up coming with you. I don't remember. Yeah, we just started hanging out. Hanging like, out. We had a lot in common. We liked the same kind of movies. It was like, hey, do you want to go see a movie? His, he was playing a solo gig, and he's like, I don't think anybody's going to come. And I'm like, welcome. And so I sat at the bar and watched his gig and just, you know, had a drink and mm. watched him play. And he's like, thank you. I thought I didn't think I was going to know anybody. Mm. And it was just little things like that. And we just became friends. Mm-hmm. But there was always, like, a ridiculous amount of comfort together. Like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that your dogs know people better than you do. My dogs adored him um. from the minute they met him. Like, he came in and he sat on the couch and they were both on top of him. Like, <laughs> we love you. You can stay. So there was always a comfort with him. And we kind of just coaxed each other through our relationships like you know are you okay is everything okay yeah i started dating a girl because with you know once i found out that she had a boyfriend and we were friends again i didn't want to screw it up this time because talking with her she was so enjoyable so comfortable to talk to we laughed about the same things we kind of knew the same like music and Mm -hmm. even had these like instant inside jokes that like it was effortless and it was wonderful so i i would i dated a girl or two in that time and she was dating or two like they dated with carrie and holly in that time um, and, but it was nothing like... There was a Sherry in there briefly. There was. There was a was, girl or three, whatever, yeah. But I mean, it wasn't like... 
His relationships were very like dating, whereas mine was more of like a serious relationship. Sure. This is my boyfriend, you know, right. things like that. And it was just, I didn't know that I really wanted to be in my relationship any longer because it had become long distance and kind of awkward. And he didn't know if the tumultuousness with the girls that he was with was what he wanted. So we kind of just kind of coached each other through like, well, if you're not happy, get out of it. And by Christmas that year, we were both single. Mm-hmm. So was there a spark or an evolution? How did you guys actually romantically <laughs> intertwine? It's New Year's Eve again. Oh, here we go. It is. It's like when Harry yes. met Sally. So, totally so yeah. Nice. So again, so that that New Year's Eve in 1995, 17 and 19, we first met. Right. Um, 2005, 2000 into 2006. Correct. So 27 it is now, and 29. It's <laughs> literally 10 years later to the day on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. from when we met to us going out. Um, and I was invited to go out on New Year's Eve with a buddy of mine and his girlfriend. I just didn't have anything to do. And they were going to have dinner and go to Northwoods and watch a band. And then they're like, why don't you just come along? I'm like, all right. Well, I knew that she was single. And I'm like, I really don't want to be a third wheel. And I think we'd have a blast. Just come with me. Let's go to dinner. Let's have a couple of drinks and yeah. just hang out. So, so we did. And we're at Northwoods. And they do the countdown. And the last time I kissed her... On New Year's Eve, I screwed up. I wasn't going to do it again. I, I, I'd gotten to the point that I cherished her friendship more than any chance that could potentially be taken because I, I didn't want to ruin it. Of course. So I just clinked her glass and I said Happy New Year, and that was it. That's where Classy. I was going. That's where I was going Classy. to leave it. And I looked at him and I said, "That's it." Oh, really? And I grabbed. I'm his getting shirt. all the tingles. Uh-huh. I am. And I did. I totally put my drink down and grabbed his shirt collar and I kissed him. Oh. Like in a movie again, mm-hmm. yeah. So our first, so our first first kiss and our second first kiss are literally ten years to the minute. to midnight. Wow, and it's wonderful. So it's our happy yeah. It's our it's, so we love yeah. It. New Year's Eve is our happy place. Yes. Two years later on New Year's Eve, he proposed to me in our new home that we had just bought. After this quick break, we will learn how another couple met and then re met. We promise that their story is so unique that even they don't believe it. Today our guest is Lisa Guillen. Who is Woo-hoo! it? Lisette, please, yes. for our viewers and listeners, okay. just tell us about yourself for a second. Can I tell the story real quick? Please, yeah, yeah, please, yeah. please. That's why please. I asked. Yeah. In 1991, I went on my first cruise. It was a family cruise. It was summer vacation. My husband had been uh, just started working for the cruise line. He's from Belize originally. You just were married a- at the time. No, we. I was 16. Oh, I didn't so know that. So we okay, were just, gotcha. okay. you know, we were on a family vacation. Okay, we gotcha. went on this All cruise, right. and I saw this guy, and I was like. Okay, because everywhere I go, I'd see this guy, and I'm like, this okay, guy. yeah. And then once, then then finally, he came up and talked to me because I think I was sitting on the deck by myself, and he came and talked to me, and it was instant love. Like I fell in love, and I didn't know that was real, but it was it's real. At yeah. 16. Yes, but wait a minute, it goes on. It gets it gets, it gets better. better. There's but more. wait, there's more. Okay. <laughs> but wait, there's more. So we, um, you know, back, you know, you only could write letters or pay phones. So oh, he'd God, call me yeah. from like Puerto Rico or when he got to Miami and docked and stuff. And we kept in touch for like, he even came to Chicago to visit a couple times, a couple oh. summers. And then like, as I got older and he got older, we just kind of went our different oh, ways. Sure. It was too hard. Like, like yeah. in your twenties you're talking now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then like, okay, it's been almost 10 years now. And wait, 10 years since after you met? Well, no, 10 years ago from now. Okay, okay. So we had been apart all this time, you know, hadn't seen him. And I was going through a divorce, and so was he unbeknownst to each other. And he found me on Facebook. No way. Uh, And then, like, it was like. (laughs) He's right over there. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. So we just started. And it was like back like nothing ever happened. What? 
Oh my gosh, yeah. What was his lead in? What do you remember what he said? Hey. Remember me? <laughs> no. He called and I knew well, he's got this accent. Yeah. From the Caribbean. That's you. very, you know, you just know. And are you gonna say seductive? Yeah, but you know Is what? Is that the I, word you're gonna use? It's like just right there. No, it's it not wasn't very moist. seductive. No. no, it's like a <laughs> Caribbean like uh let's, you know, Yaman type thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you. All right, all right. Yaman type thing. But it okay. um our first date though when I was little was a butterfly farm in Jamaica. What? Like anybody's first date. Like, yeah, as one does. Yeah. Or you yeah. go to like house of pizza like, like we oh, did or something. You, you guys <laughs> have house of pizza and ham and Yeah, right. I want to have us do a future podcast on relationships and especially people getting together later in life with the new appreciation of things. Oh my god. Because that 20 year gap that you guys had hypothetically, whatever yeah. it would have been, it gave you perspective of a lot of things, I'm guessing. And I don't know yeah. if, I don't know if you or if we would stay together if we met earlier. Sometimes we go Wow, if we just met earlier in life, it'd be so much better. We'd have all these more years together. Yep. I don't know if you'd want me five years earlier you know or five what? minutes earlier than she met me. I don't yeah. know. No, you're right. We talk about that, but I don't think I'd be where I'm at or he would be. Who knows? Oh, without a doubt. Because it takes someone like him. Because my schedule is so crazy and the things that I sometimes bring home and I don't want to talk about, it takes a person like him with his matured, you know, the way he thinks, his maturity level on things and just... So it's just the way he is to deal with somebody like me. I don't know if we grew together doing it, if that if it would have worked. Right. So I think um, later on in life, meeting is probably what our best bet was. How did this happen yeah. that we wound up together because I was just another reader? I asked the same thing about you. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. She said, he said. When you woke up that morning, did you know you were going to meet the love of your life? We always wonder that with couples, how they met, when they met. Did they know they were going to meet? Was it planned? Was it serendipity? Was it an accident? Yeah. And, and I'm not sure. So couples have asked us the same question. How did you meet? Mm-hmm. And we, we trace it back. I mean, initially, Karen was a reader of mine, correct? I was. I was. We go back to probably 2006. And one night, I'll never forget, I was sitting on the couch. And the house was a mess. The TV was on. There was a lot of chaos. And then there was a headline about old motels, and that... That sounds familiar. That piqued my That's interest. my wheelhouse. <laughs> that old my motels. In. Old motels, what? So I read I remember this, writing that. I read this column, and I'm like, wow, that is such an interesting story. Who wrote that? Oh, he's kind of good looking, that Jerry Davich. Mm. So... How do you pronounce his name back then? Davich, Davich, whatever. I, I thought it was Davich. Yeah, so um, I would read his columns because it was a couple of times a week. So anyway, I would always start my mornings back then saying, what does Jerry Davich have to say to me today? Oh, Because you weren't in the paper every day. So I always get a little bummed, you know, but now we fast forward to 2007. Okay. And my mother was ill and she was now my my kids and my mother and I have just moved into this uh, house in Valparaiso. Then in August of that year, we had a very bad um, storm. Oh yeah, and our power went out, and it was only eight homes in the small grid. They all came to help us, and I had to find a way to thank our neighbors. And I remember. Hey, that guy in the paper, he writes these really good feel-good stories. I get that a lot. That guy in the paper. (laughs) Maybe. That guy in the paper. I remember sitting there on the couch telling my mom, there's this guy in the paper, his name's Jerry Davidge, and I think he will write a nice story if I send him an email. So I sent him an email asking him if you could thank my neighbors, and he still has that email. I do. Mm -hmm. I do. And so the next thing we knew, he, he... 
he wrote he wrote me back, said, hey, this is a great story. What are the names of your neighbors? Like, oh, my God, he wrote me back. Um, he printed my story. And we still have the actual paper. Crazy, isn't it? I know. So fast forward again. Fast forward again. Um, you did a story about the bike trails. Oh, my God. So I was trying to figure out if I can bicycle across Northwest Indiana. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if I can do it from like Beverly Shores to Crown Point or something. Right. So I tried all by myself. Mm -hmm. Me and two water bottles and some <laughs> pack of food, whatever it may be, you know. Get on my crappy bike and I try to go across the region. And I just, I did eventually, but it was horrible. Yes. I went 60 miles. Wow. I got turned around. I got lost. Oh my God. There was no good signage. No. I didn't know how to get through the trails, how to get through towns. It was not the best experience. So afterward, I thought, I'm going to write about this. And I did write about it. And I was yes. like, who the heck creates these bike trail systems in Northwest Indiana because just a person, a regular Joe like me could not get through them. Mm -mm. And I thought, I'll just write about it like I do anything else. So I did write about it. So I read it and oh. I know who is in charge of the bike trails. That's my brother, Mitch. Oh, coincidentally. So I got him on the phone. I said, hey... This guy, this this Jerry, guy in the paper, the Jerry Davich, oh, is a very influential writer. He wrote a bad story about the bike trails. You better get back to him. And Mitch was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he did. did. He, he did, did get back to me. Yeah. So Mitch suggested to me that, well, I'll teach you and I'll show you how to take turn left here, turn right there, how to get through all the bike trails and mm -hmm. how to get through cities and towns. So mm -hmm. we created a, what called a region ride. Right. It was one of two or three that I created, mm -hmm. and we had a region ride. I invited my readers to join us on this region ride from Beverly Shores to Lansing. Yep. And I had dozens, a few yeah. dozens. Readers you did actually show up on their bikes that morning. Could yes. not believe it. I turned the corner with my bike and the guy dropped me off. And I, go, I can't believe people actually are joining me for this. I just could not. <laughs> I thought it'd be just me and Mitch. And we would stop after like three miles and go, well, our knees yeah, are sore. We're, we're done. done. Yeah. But all these people joined us. So we went on the bike. It was a journey. So, and where I pick up the stories I had to work that morning. So I told Mitch, I will meet you in Griffith. And so I get off work. I struggle to get the bike's in the car. My mother is begging me to just stay home, and I felt compelled. And what did she say? Oh, Karen, just stay home. Because she could see I was having trouble getting these bikes in was my car. Was she really car. British or just imitated no, British? No, she really was oh, British. She, she was British. born and raised oh, okay. in London. Oh, okay. She had a very thick British accent. Okay. And she was like, Karen, please, just stay home. I said, Mom, you don't understand. I have to go. I felt compelled. We uh, got to Griffith, and we were waiting for the big caravan of cyclists to come our way. And sure enough, there he was. Mitch? Uh, and you. Oh, and me. <laughs> and I was very excited. I had never met you in person. Oh, yeah, right. So um, the caravan comes by to take a quick break. Yeah. And I shook your hand. I said, hi, I'm Karen. I'm Mitch's sister. It was very quick. It was like, oh, uh, thanks. Gotta go. Gotta go. Lansing we gotta is keep calling. Going. Yeah, we gotta right. keep going. So we, we got on our bikes and we started pedaling. And it was around um, where the Griffith High School is. And um, Jerry kind of strode up right up to my left-hand side. Like I did for everybody, kind of greeted them, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the region ride. Welcome to the how region you doing? ride. How Thanks you doing? Much. Thanks for joining. And Thanks I for... asked Karen, how'd you get here? Right? Yeah. I said, and how'd you get here? How'd you get here? And in that split second, a million thoughts went in my head, like, wait a minute. He just saw that I was at my car. So he knows how so I got here. He knows how I got here. Yeah. Oh, He wants to know how I got in this part of my life. Because that's a question that I would typically ask? It would. You think? Yes. Okay. So I started telling him my life story. Like, I married young, and then I got divorced. And Jerry had this very frightened look on his face, like, I'm trapped. <laughs> then the person next to me says, Karen, he just wants to know how you got to Griffith. And I said, oh, I nervously laughed. And he said, oh, I drove. 
I just I drove. And I Jerry said, Yeah, I just wanted to know. Okay, thanks. thanks. And he Bye. just boom, like I straight did. to the top of the pack, and we never spoke for the rest of the yeah, ride. My knees were sore, I was tired, but I kept pedaling anyway. Yes, you did. Yeah. Like I all have the to way get to away. Lansing. I have to get away from this woman. She's nuts. No, um, I didn't think that. <laughs> that's how we first met. So yeah, that's how we first met. And I always love to tell people that I Saw you first. I guess you I did. did. I guess you did. And we circle back, and we, whenever we go for bike rides, we go back to the Griffith Trailhead. Mm-hmm. We go back to the exact spot that we met. Yep. And we'll shake hands. Yeah. Maybe we'll kiss. And now for a lovely waste of time. <laughs> no, I was telling um, who? Dawn, who about does my hair, about your dad's dad? basement bar. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Can you that. tell our listeners and viewers about Joe Davitz's basement uh, bar? Uh, well, you know, okay, so I was a kid. Maybe I was early teens, I'm mm-hmm, guessing. Mm-hmm. And my dad uh, was kind of like a Sanford and son of Gary, Indiana back in the day. And he's picking up junk stuff at alleys, and he'd bring it back in his pickup truck or whatever truck he had, and he'd haul it back to the house because uh-huh. he loved collecting old stuff. So he got this old bar. It was just like a half of a bar, and he put it in the basement somehow, and we had it in the corner of the basement. This is uh, 4513 Miller Avenue, Gary, Indiana, Glen Ryan subdivision, small little subdivision just east of U.S. Steel. Small little cracker box of a house, mm-hmm. but we loved it. And in the basement, in the corner of this little house, was this bar that my dad got from an alleyway, I'm assuming. Okay. And it was all beat up, and it needed a paint job or some kind of covering. So instead of buying paint, which only losers do, obviously, because mm-hmm. he had something much better to put on the bar instead of paint yeah. or shellacking or whatever, varnish, he had Playboy magazines, lots of them, and maybe some Penthouse and Hustlers. I'm guessing all of the above. So he took the centerfold out from all these magazines, and he stapled it to the bar, all across the front of the bar, the top of the bar, the side of the bar. Guess how many of my friends came over to the house to visit me? Every single one of them. Pretty often. <laughs> Jared, can we go in the basement, please? Can we just, let's just hang in the basement for a while. Oh, your mom has been mortified. I have no idea how that worked out, how she dealt with that. But you know, the interaction was. You know. I grew up with that. That's I, I get it. I get it. And not it was, every house was like that. It was but scary it was, in the 70s. It was the 70s. That's right. You know. It was a different time. Coming soon on She Said, He Said. And where were you born? I was born in Lake County, probably Maryville. Probably. Don't you don't know. remember where you were born? <laughs> I no, love that. no, I don't. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, was it a farm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was in a hospital somewhere in Lake County. <laughs> I mean, probably Maryville. Really? Was there a hospital in Maryville? Hello, two one one. Is Jane there? <laughs> Jane, where did you where have Amy? Amy? Thank born? you. Bye. I Some think I was born. <laughs> Some where years were ago. you born? You remember where you were born? Gary, Indiana. I it's was possible I was born in Gary. I, you know. <laughs> Gary That's Methodist the funniest for me. thing I've Gary heard Methodist. all day. Can I throw this out to be edited out? Sure. Um, I just saw That's our Soylent show. Green. Oh, my God. You mean you just saw for the it's first people. time? Wait, for the first time? Spo- spoiler alert. My look. God, Karen. <laughs> what if our viewers did not see Soylent Green yet? I'm sorry. Kids, no. kids if you're going to see I'm Soylent sorry. Green, don't watch it anymore. It's Good people. God, it's people. <laughs> Soylent Green is people food. I never saw it either. It's crackers. Well, that's the thing. Is <laughs> it's cracker. the, the big, crackers. The biggest spoil alert film of all time. Yeah. And because I already knew it going into it, I'm like, uh-huh. Everybody knows that quote. They use it and they haven't seen the film. Yeah, that's true. Edward G. Robinson is in that film. Yes, right. He, he dies in the hospice uh, situation. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> You've been listening to She Said, He Said with Karen and Jerry Davich. Sponsored by Times Media Company and Lee Enterprises. And recorded at Creative Space in downtown Hobart. 
Find us at nwi.com and where you find all your podcasts. If you enjoy our show, we hope you return with your own viewpoints about couples, relationships, and the subtle or not so subtle differences between spouses, mates, partners, and potential partners. We welcome your opinions, your experiences, and especially your love lessons.